0: I Radio 76 proudly presents the 5:15 Show with your host
1: John Sarver. Who's at the 5:15 door today? We we saw this gentleman at uh, PRI this year, and Brian Wolf that we just had on last week pulled us aside and said, "You got to get these guys on. No matter what you do, don't leave." Indy without talking to him or having him on. And boy, oh boy, we were so glad that we did. It is Raleigh Miller from the NMRA and the NMCA. He's a general manager and national event director. Hi, Raleigh. Hey, good evening. It is a, a phenomenal thing. I mean, with everything that we saw at uh, PRI with you folks and the magazine and the whole nine yards. Now, here's the one thing that... that um, the questions that we got a lot before you came on, it was, why are these two groups together?
0: Well, they're not they're not so much together as, as they're owned by the same parent company. Uh, we run the two series um, separate of each other, but there are several occasions throughout the year where they run at the same event. Uh, and those are huge events uh, where we have uh, what we call dual events with both series running uh, the same week because they are four or five day long events. Um, but they are two two separate series, two uh, you know, with their own identities.
1: It's it's an amazing thing, especially when you take a look at some of the stuff that's going on now. For the folks that that wanted to know all the Mustang side, that is the NMRA, correct?
0: That's correct, the National Mustang Racing Association.
1: And then, if we want to talk about muscle cars, we got to go over to the NMCA. That's correct, absolutely. All right. So now, all right. In order to get into the NMRA, I have to have a Mustang, obviously, right off the top. But what are the other requirements for me to have?
0: Well, to come race our series, we we have entry-level classes all the way up to extreme heads-up classes for for the experienced racer. Um, So if you have a street car and you want to come race one of our entry-level classes, such as True Street, you don't need anything except to show up and buy an entry at the gate uh, or, or online at one of our events. Um, you know, and, and, and we have everything in between. We, we've got index classes. We've got heads up, uh, serious championship points classes. And then we've got classes for that beginner that's bringing their, their Mustang off the showroom floor. It's not, it's, it's not limited to Mustangs. It's any Ford product. Uh, for the NMRA, uh, it, it's mostly Mustangs, but we do have some, uh, you know, we even have a Ford truck class uh, <laughs> that's, that's just trucks um, and, and enjoy that. But uh, we have, we've got a little bit of everything, you know, including the car show on, on that side. We we, we average, uh, you know, anywhere between 200 and 500 car show cars at some of our events. So uh, a little bit of everything for the Ford lover. Let's put it that way.
1: All right, so somehow, someway, if I have that Mustang tucked away in my garage and I think I want to take a good Waltstone, down, do you do eighth mile, quarter mile?
0: Uh, we do both, actually. Uh, some of our heads-up classes are eighth mile. Um, we have a bracket class that's usually eighth mile, and then all of our index classes in True Street are quarter mile. The True Street class is really fun. Um, for instance, next week in Bradenton, we might have as many as 150 in that class Woo! alone. Uh, But that class comes in, and on Saturday morning uh, we have a meeting with them all. We go over the rules, um, and they go out on a 30-mile cruise off the property Wow! uh, that's led by our our officials. Uh, They come back directly to the staging lanes, park, and cool down for about 20 to 30 minutes, and then they make three back-to-back hits, and they're trying to get the best average between those three hits. Uh, So for that beginner guy with his... You know, stock Mustang or he's added a power adder or something. It's, it's a really exciting class and fun. There, there's a there's a winner in each second bracket uh, when it comes to the best average in each second bracket. So we have a lot of fun with that one.
1: Wow, Raleigh, what do you have to be to run 2Street?
0: Uh, you've got to be legal age. You have a driver's license, uh, have a car with insurance, and it meets the rules. Hadn't had any uh, real chassis modifications or exhaust modifications, and, and come have fun. That's it.
1: Really? I mean, can you run through the muffler? I mean, that's you literally yeah. just take what you got and where you go.
0: Yes, sir. That's it. Wow. Yeah. All yeah, right. Like I said, like I said, we'll average our average for the race coming up next week is in the one forty range. We've had as many as one hundred and fifty five um, on the property for just that class. It's a really fun class. Cool to see one hundred and fifty, you know, one hundred thirty plus cars go out on a cruise in a line come back and then start making hits on the racetrack
1: you know rally has that uh class really just took off lately or has it been building i mean you don't just get 140 cars in one year
0: no it's been building uh for many years we've had that class oh since since before i came about with this company um you know it in in the past five or six years materialized to huge card count numbers but it's always been strong always been in the 70 80 100 count range but uh Last four or five years, just just before the COVID situation hit, we were we were hitting those one hundred and fifty marks.
1: You know, Riley. Okay, so Riley, guess what? I took my five that uh, Brian Wolf let me use. <laughs> 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 yeah, um, and and I won Two Street. Now, what does Two Street get? A T-shirt?
0: Well, the overall winner gets uh, five hundred bucks um a a trophy a victor named after victor edelbrock a victor trophy wow um and a winner circle experience with photos and all that kind of stuff usually a a little quarter page at uh you know right up in the magazine for that event and then each person that is the fastest in their bracket from nine all the way up to 15 seconds wins a hundred dollars and a smaller plaque uh and also a winner circle experience uh, and then we have, uh, you know, when we're giving away these awards, we have a everybody comes back together for a meeting. So everybody's in there congratulating the folks that did the best, and um, you know, you got, you know, twelve, fifteen different winners there, and and uh, having fun. It's a party.
1: Yeah, it must be fun to see new winners, but then it's also fun to see the you know folks who have came back a couple of years and finally cracked that nut.
0: Mhm. Exactly.
1: You know, to win. Yeah. Uh, that's got to be exciting! And you win five hundred. And entry level or entry fees are normally, uh, uh,
0: if you come in on Saturday, it's one hundred and five dollars for an entry fee. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. All
1: you yeah, have to if you come do. In, if,
0: you, if you come in earlier in the week, it's a little more because you get some time hits on Friday if you come in on Friday. So it's like one forty. Uh, if you come in as early as Thursday, it bumps up a little more because you get some more time hits and some more track time. Uh, but if you yeah. come in on Saturday, it's a one hundred and five dollar entry fee.
1: Wow! So you run 140 cars, and we're saying approximately, um, mm-hmm. and that's just one class.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our average, our average car count next week, total car count for the event on the drag side, will be right around 510, 520, somewhere in that neighborhood of total cars. 520.
1: Yeah. Holy uh attention all uh spectators talk about getting your money's worth this day this weekend
0: yeah wow and and then add to that a a couple hundred show cars a swap meet uh manufacturers midway it's an event and, and it's uh it kicks off our year it's the spring break shootout it's the first week of spring break there in florida and um it's it's a it's a happening time we we enjoy putting it on
1: I'm trying to think. As a former resident of Tampa myself, I'm trying to think. From Bradenton, thirty-mile uh, loop takes you where to? Uh,
0: usually, we try to try to go out sixty-four back to seventy-five and go up uh, over the river, go north and exit. Um, sometimes we'll we'll use that wing uh, wing house there as a stopping point, a turnaround point, and then come back. Uh, you know, either across the bridge you know a different direction or back that same direction and that's right at like 28 and a half miles so ends up being right on our, our 30 mile cruise
1: now could people because I'm, I'm trying to remember how that go and obviously not in 75 but it can folks just like pull over and watch the cars go by
0: yeah happens a lot uh we put we put one of our officials in a in a, in a truck uh one of our safety trucks in front of the uh, the the cruise and one at the tail end. Uh, you're not allowed to pull out and stop. If if you're part of the uh, the contestant group, you're not allowed to pull out and stop and get gas. You're not allowed to do anything <laughs> to the car during that cruise. You gotta you gotta stay in in line. If you fall behind, you get disqualified. You can still come make your hits, but uh, you're not going to be eligible for a trophy.
1: So it's kind of like a, a mini sick run. Go run. It is.
0: Very similar to a mini-sick run or the old pro-street days of the of the late 80s, early 90s, if you remember the Memphis uh, pro-street days uh, of old.
1: Wow, and that is old. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm going to plead the fifth that I was just in sixth grade when that was going on.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to really take the
1: Thanks, Raleigh, for the laugh. Um, yeah. okay hey, Oaks tell us... Riley, how long have you been with these guys, with the company? I
0: I took over as national event director and GM uh, in 2013, um, and 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 have uh, had the helm since then.
1: And were you with a group with a club before that, or with the organization? I should say.
0: I, I actually, for uh, many years, over 15, worked for NHRA, member of the NHRA Safety Safari and the NHRA yeah. a National Event Crew.
1: Holy jump. Okay, wait a minute. Let's put the uh, NMRA off to the side for a little bit. When did you begin your drag racing career? Because, man, this sounds like it's pretty outstanding.
0: Uh, I started working for NHRA on a part-time basis in 1987. I was, I was 17 years old at the time. Um, and then, uh, you know, got to a point in the early 90s where I was doing every event and then went uh, full-time with them in the late 90s.
1: All right, so you're working with them part-time at 17, doing what?
0: Uh, Traveling from race to race, driving rigs, uh, part of the safety team, the setup team, the parking team, that kind of stuff is where I started.
1: I mean, how does the 17-year-old knock on the door and say, gee, I feel like traveling, Mr. Parks, who probably wasn't there at the time. I mean, how does that work?
0: I just, just, actually, the first year was the year that Houston Raceway Park opened, um, and I was a volunteer and 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 helped it turn around down there and started working you know the next year i did four or five events and year after that i did seven or eight and went from there
1: the turnaround all right yeah so.
0: that's that's where um during the national events where top fuel and funny car turn off they call that the turnaround oh, okay and you'd have like 12 <laughs> to 15 guys down there rolling chutes and making sure they clear and, and getting them off the track that kind of stuff
1: I'm looking at two of our interns right now. We both had the same light bulb go over the head. We thought that perhaps the track fell on on disrepair, and you turned it around to make it like an outstanding NHRA track. <laughs> okay, it may you you're absolutely correct with with what you said. I mean, I, do I de- detect a little bit of a twang? I mean, this is not a California accent from you, Raleigh, is it?
0: Uh, no, sir. I'm a I'm a South Texas boy from uh, from the start so i'm actually back in texas now moved back here in november
1: i was going to say man you're a little far away i mean how did did they just say look it's time to pack up let's go to california because that's a big change
0: it was it was i i uh when i took over pro media and nmra and nmca i moved to california for a while um actually in 2013 and and just moved back uh um you know, our company has uh, made the choice with all the things that have happened the couple, last couple of years yeah. to, um, you know, most of our senior staff is now working from home and able to do that and, and uh, makes more sense, you know, from a business standpoint for us.
1: But, I mean, did you move by yourself? You got a family with you? How did that move go?
0: Yeah, I moved, uh, moved out there by myself uh, and uh, and took that on and, and uh, now back here with, with all the family folks here in Central Texas.
1: I mean, were you kind of going California? Because how old were you when you moved to California?
0: Uh, let's see, I was uh, 43 at the time. 42. Biggest
1: yeah. shock you got when you moved there?
0: Not really. I, I've i been traveling so much. Um, the last 10 years that I was with NHRA, I was on the road about 270 days a year. Um, a lot of that's been in California, so wasn't wasn't that much of a shock to me. I, I can adapt to you know, just about anything.
1: So, Raleigh, how did they knock on your door? And it's like, gee, Raleigh, we, we noticed you at NHRA events. Psst, psst, why don't you
0: come work for us? Uh, that was exactly it, actually. Um, <laughs> you know, the, the, the previous... Thank you. The, the owner, present owner and previous partner of, of Pro Media knocked on the door and said, hey, we're, we're interested in having you, you know, see if you want to run our company for us. And I uh, would love to have you as an event director and then it materialized from there.
1: Uh, how long did it take you to say yeah?
0: About two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm thinking that's like two weeks' notice. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Job well done, Raleigh. Okay, yeah. so now Pro Media owns, as you said, I, I do believe that they own the MH or the, God bless me, the MR <laughs> MRA. I'm so used to saying NHRA. And the MMCA, they own both of those?
0: Yeah, they do. We have we have a lot of properties, actually. We have the NMRA sanctioning body, the NMCA sanctioning body. Uh, we actually have an NMCA West that we used to do some drag racing on the West Coast, is now, uh, but has morphed into more of uh, an autocross series. It's a six-race autocross series that we do out at Fontana Dragway. Um, or Fontana, um, the Circle Track, the AAA Auto Club uh, there at uh, Fontana. California, and then we have some magazines obviously, the mm-hmm. fastest Street Fire magazine and a couple of digital properties, including Grace Pages Digital.
1: Yeah, I'm a couple, I know that we're jumping all around here and stuff, but we uh, picked up the, the magazine at PRI and we brought mm-hmm. it back here. Matter of fact, we feel awful, but we're going to tell you that we picked up two of them. So <laughs> we're, we're going to say, You're it. welcome to them, yes, sir. <laughs> We felt shame, and we didn't know how to mail money back to you guys anonymously. Sorry, we took two. Uh, however, we've had them here, and I'm looking at these little guys, and especially at the lobby, and they're dog-eared. You know, it's not like we don't have Boy's Life out there and, and other magazines, but um, whoever runs, as, just as an aside, whoever runs the magazine part of the show here, Two thumbs up and and somebody buy a, the person a, a ginger ale. Only because, God, it's been... Somebody has overlooked the magazine market. And you don't have to be, you know, born in the 60s to appreciate a magazine. But whoever does it... I mean, all the way down to the layout part where they have the host club page and the host hotel pages and how they can get a hold of all you folks over there. Plus... um uh, I know we're not supposed to kind of do this, but I know the owner. I'll smooth it with him. It's <laughs> the the photography and the journalism is top notch. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it is Hot Rod Magazine esque uh, back in the Peterson days. So,
0: but it, it, it's funny you bring that up because that's where our, our owner Steve Walcott came from. He, he worked for Peterson and broke mm. off from Peterson with a partner to. Form pro media and the original uh race pages magazine and fastest streetcar magazine so that that's that's his background and i'll give the credit to him on on the magazine side along with mike delimi our our mark dire- marketing director who's a huge name in the ford mustang world um and and then uh, steve turner our editor our chief editor so those those guys take a lot of pride in those magazines
1: you know, evidently, Raleigh, they hired you as the right guy because 99.9% of the people go, well, thank you. I put the issue out to bed just yesterday. Gee, am I tired? <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, it's whoever does, whoever hires the photography photographers um, and writes and just has it's wonderful to have a magazine again that you can hold in your hand i mean it does have advertisement in it but they're classy advertising and and yeah if you're a mustang guy this works out real well for you uh but there is some you know all the other articles where um, fine mopar folks don't feel left out Uh, Mm -hmm. only because we're taking a look at on the other side of town and again hats off because i mean this is a thick magazine this isn't a weekly reader folks um, I, 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 how do these folks get the magazine Raleigh?
0: Uh, so once a month, it's 12 issues a year, so once a month.
1: And they have to knock on your door?
0: Uh, they knock on our door. We, we have subscriptions. We have, uh, we actually have a, a membership that a lot of people buy, even if they're not racers that gets them, uh, I think it's $55 a year for a membership and it gets you, you know, um, windshield decals and stickers and the magazine subscription and a t-shirt and a bunch of other stuff uh very very well worth the the small fee uh but the main thing is it gets you that magazine and access to it you know 12 issues a year
1: yeah because even if you had like the digital version of the show it's nice but there is something there's nothing like i was going to say uh having this magazine because it's like the one-stop shopping and again the part that really we love how it's so well logically laid out and and that page, like we said, and unfortunately it doesn't have numbers on us right now, but it's the one where if I need to find a hotel, you know, I can't tell you how many, uh, races we go to, and we have to start asking people to ask people what's the better hotel to go to. I mean, this is, I mean, host hotels, I'm thinking they know you, or did they pay for the advertisement in this? How does that work?
0: Well, they they usually, uh, some events we just have one, some events we have as many as 10 for, like, our, our Kentucky event, our finals in November, October time frame, but, uh usually they they sign a a contract with us as a host hotel and they get some advertisement and they cut our racers uh, a break and and you know we advertise for them and they're therefore you know uh, most of these groups now have four or five hotels if you go go to town the guy owns a you know a hampton inn he's probably got four or five others and we'll we'll advertise all of his in turn he gives us a little break for our staff uh you know within a contract so um that's that's the way it usually works, but the main purpose of it is to to get our racers a deal where they don't, you know, they get a little bit of a break on their hotels for staying for the event.
1: Tip of the hat because when we go to Ohio, whether it be at 42 or at um, Norwalk, geez, if you go, I'll just use 42. If you go to the Best Western, it's mm mm-hmm for uh, yep. the day, and then if you say you're with the race, oh oh, it's half that. <laughs> yep. Oh thank you for some I mean it ain't cheap to drive all around and any brake you can get anywhere. And now that you didn't have to like figure out who's got the brakes and it's here because 'cause I'm taking a look at Ohio and you got one, two, three, four ready right uh-huh. to rock and roll. You only have one in Michigan? What's with
0: that? Uh that they, they uh that one hotel when it fills up then we actually go to a second one and third one and start advertising those, but they want to fill that one up closest to the racetrack first. Is the purpose of that? Um, so that that's you know that that's the agreement that they asked for. So we honored that.
1: All right. So don't feel despair, gentlemen and ladies. If uh, the Baymont by Winham uh, Bryan Center is filled up, you're not going to be left outside where you're going to have to sleep at a Holiday Inn or at a Walmart parking lot. <laughs>
0: that's right
1: <laughs> i think you guys will help them out some all right so yep. now everybody with the both of these two clubs why is there just a a mustang club why is there a muscle car club and again i, I understand that it, it's almost mystifying to us how the one owner said look why don't we have two clubs as opposed to rolling in the Mustang club into the muscle car club. How does that work, Raleigh?
0: Well, NMRA started first, and and, and that was the first uh, uh, sanctioning body that Steve, our, our owner, and his partners at the time um, created. Um, later, a few years later, NMCA already existed, and they acquired NMCA and, and made it a second sanctioning body. Um, it... There's, we really want to keep them separate because they do actually have their own identities. NMRA is so special uh, in that Ford brand and that Ford market. Um, many people, you know, there's a lot of folks that have done fun Ford events and singular Ford events, and they're, they're mediocre-sized and, and stuff like that. But we feel like our, our series, we've been able to grow and let that mature into something that's very special. Um, and and we, want, we don't want to mix it with something else when it, it has such a special identity and it's so special to our Ford lovers and, and, and want to keep it that way.
1: So now these guys ha- have, and I, we were amiss by saying the owners and, and the president, I see it, it's Steve. I mean, does yeah. he own, I mean, is it the board that owns everything? Is there one owner to to all these? Uh, uh,
0: Steve Steve Walcott is the sole owner now. Um, he, uh, you know, there used to be two or three at different times through the years, but uh, Steve, Steve's taking it on on himself now. Um, and then, you know, we've, we've got a great staff, you know, including starting with, uh, with myself and Gene Berkstrom, Mike Galimi, and, and many more that, uh, that are under Steve and working for Steve and, and, and just have a passion for, for these two series.
1: I mean, is that easier to work for, Raleigh, when you only have one as opposed to having a three-headed monster up there?
0: If you have an owner like Steve, I, yes, I totally believe so. Yes. You know, he, he's very open-minded, but, you know, once he makes a decision, that's it. and We roll with it and, as a team. And um, But I, I I enjoy it very much uh, compared to the corporate side.
1: <laughs> Poor Raleigh. I mean, w- w- what position did we put you in? Oh, Steve, yeah, I hate the guy. God bless. I wish <laughs> the other guys would have got it before him. Of course. No, yeah. I mean – that does, the one thing that we also have circled here that the intern did and put an uh, arrow is what is a power mall services. I mean, obviously it's by Rebecca Taylor there, but what the hell
0: yeah, is that? Our power mall is our is our traveling uh, uh, souvenir trailer. Ah. Uh, it sells t-shirts and it, it also is online on our websites, both both NMCADigital.com and nmradigital.com. com. You can click on the on the power mall. Uh, up at the header there, and it takes you to where you can buy shirts and hats and all kinds of stuff with, with the two brands on them. Um, but that that's our kind of like you go to an NHRA event. They have the Nitro Mall. We have the Power Mall, and it's a it's a big that at each event.
1: Gotcha. You know, and also the <laughs> the intern put a sticky note up here. It's like, okay, all the host car clubs, we see Mustang Club, uh-huh. We see uh, Mustang Association, uh-huh. Uh, Ford Mustang Association, mm-hmm. Western Michigan Camaro Club, okay. Uh, Bowling Green Mustangs, yep, yep. We see North Coast Mustang and Ford. <sighs> little light on those fine friends from uh, the Mopar friends, aren't they?
0: A little bit on the on the club side, <laughs> uh, I, but I will I will say this: you know, one class <laughs> that we haven't talked that much about on on the NMCA brand here it comes is is our Hemi shootout and. Uh, that is a really special class that Dodge Mopar uh, sponsors for us, and and actually, um, if you're a, a Gen 3 Hemi car truck SUV owner and, and recently purchased, it uh, has to have the Gen 3 engine combination, and it's a Hemi, um, but Dodge actually pays for 75 entries wow. to each NMCA event, so if you go out and buy your a brand new Charger and want to come race down the racetrack, well, Dodge is going to cover your entry fee for that for that race. Um, so that's a, that's another class that we're averaging right at uh, seventy five eighty cars almost every race.
1: You know, Raleigh. I mean, just between you and me, because you know we're like two Dutch uncles talking on the back porch here. You mm-hmm. have folks have your own rule book because we notice that Mylan is going with your rule book for mm-hmm. for certain classes and stuff like that wow, why doesn't Steve, and this is a interjection, but why doesn't Steve just say, folks, why are you messing around with all those other RAs? Why don't we just become MRA and we'll be mega RA? We'll roll everybody in. We'll have, you know, forget about your IHRAs and your NHRAs. Why don't you just come with us and we'll take over? Because this seems, in my personal opinion, that the folks you work for have this thing down tight?
0: I feel like we do. I I do. We have a certain market and it fits a purpose that, and I'm going to get a little historical here and a little emotional a little bit too. Um, You know, Wally Parks had a vision and that was to get everybody off the street and on the drag strip. Dedicated to safety. Yep, yep. Exactly. And NHRA has got you know, this this huge corporate uh, presence with TV package and and these awesome uh, classes, Top Fuel and Funny Car and Pro Stock and that kind of stuff, we're kind of off to the side of that, Um, not in competition with them so much. In fact, we're one of a few alternative sanctioning organizations licensed with NHRA. Um, But our mission is, is that street car up to extreme street car, like a Pro Modified or an NA105 car or Nitrous Pro Street Car, all the way down to that guy buying the stock car off the showroom floor. We, that, that's our place in this industry, and that is we're providing a place for those folks to get off the street, like those Hemi cars, get off the street, get on the drag strip, have fun, see what it's about, enjoy it. And, and what's exciting for us is to watch guys do that and then step up to a heads-up class three or four or five years down the road and are and a really you know, challenging index class. Um, and watch people grow into drag racing and have it become kind of a passion in their life and that that's that's our purpose and our mission you know in, in, in where we feel we fit in in this whole environment.
1: I was looking for an emotional thing there.
0: <laughs> but it, it, it is for me it's very it's a very passionate thing for me. I, I can name three or four Angel Gauden, you know is one I can think of right off the bat that just a couple of years ago was first time on a drag strip. And now she's competing in one of our index classes uh, for a championship. Finished finished in the top six last year, um, and and going after a championship this year. And We have a lot of other examples, along, you know, along that. It's it's really a passion for most of our senior. In fact, all of our senior leadership team. It's something we really feel, um, you know. Not just passionate about, but it's it's something we want to continue to grow. We want to find new ways. Like that Emmy shootout, that's a deal we just came out with about three years ago. We want to come up with, we were constantly looking at different avenues to, to get folks off the street on the drag strip.
1: I mean, could you conceivably have an NMRA and change that Mustang to Mopar?
0: I could, you know, it could. You know, I'm never going to say it no. No. Uh, uh but there's a there's I, I will say this there's a lot more forks on the street than there are Mopars right now so you know it, uh, yeah well. if, it, if it makes sense we'll go after it let's put it that way it,
1: because it what it's hard for us to um when when folks are talking to us at a round table or we're just having a couple of ginger ales or something they they try to get wrap their heads around how is there an r a within an r a you know, how does, you know, the M, and we'll just use the Mustang part, the uh, the um, NRA, how are they in under NHRA? So the thought, I guess, to, to sum it is to why don't they just run under the uh, NHRA rules? Why do they go to an NHRA track and run under your rule book?
0: Well, it, we actually are under NHRA. I, I call them Big Brother, a lot of people do. Um, you know, we we are. You start getting technical about sanctioning bodies and insurance yeah. rules and all that kind of stuff, uh, and 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 we actually, you know, NHRA certifies our rules package, and, and and we. That's why they call us an ASO, an Alternative Sanctioning Organization of NHRA, um, and and we do that so we maintain that continuity about safety rules and chassis rules and that kind of stuff, um, and, and by doing that, it does help. The corporate world of bringing those insurance rates down, just like all of your racetracks sanctioned by NHRA or by IHRA. It it's a collective pool that that puts uh, rules together and uh, and and everybody abides by them, thereby setting up a a comfortable situation uh, where everybody feels like they're safe, you know, and 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 has set standards for those type things.
1: Has there any ever been a conflict, Raleigh? When you go to a track, either an NHRA, I assume an IHRA track, and uh, they kind of go, no, guys, we're kind of taking this a little bit, or we want to run it this way a little bit more. I mean, do people have, when you show up to that track, do folks go, look, we understand exactly what's going to go on, have fun, friends, we'll see at the end?
0: Usually, yeah, 99% of the time, absolutely, uh, it happens that way, because because we are bringing a known product to our racetracks you know we they they recognize that uh, that we're bringing something a turnkey product that that is sanctioned and and has a set of rules and a set of standards that uh, that everybody's comfortable with uh, and that's that's our time our events are our rentals we we go in and rent a track and say well, this is what we're going to run okay the contract states that so um that's you know i, I feel like they're very comfortable with it uh, otherwise we wouldn't be there
1: do you ever think, Raleigh, that that it may, it may come day when Steve sits down with a diet orange Pepsi or a diet orange Fago and says, "Guys, why don't we make a move? IHRA, NHRA, and us." I I don't know if I want to
0: answer that
1: one. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Darn it! I was so close. Okay, you
0: know, I, I I'll never say never, but. I think we're really comfortable and understand our place in in the world right
1: now. almost—I I don't know if there's room or there's a market for a third major RA, you know, because there seems to be a bunch of these little RAs running around, you know, and there's tons. If you have a car and two friends, you have the uh, Bob RA you know, or, or whatever they want to call themselves for that day, you're right. I mean, look how long you guys have been around since, obviously, the 80s, you know, on the, mm-hmm. the Mustang side. Mm-hmm. I mean, how yeah. long How long for the muscle car side?
0: Uh, if I remember right, it was the early 2000s that NMCA was, was taken over by, by Steve and, at the time, James Lawrence. Um, those guys did. Uh, it, it existed as something else before that, but uh, when it officially became NMCA and, and Steve took it over it was in the early 2000s, 2001, 2002.
1: Now, here's a question, and I know this came. If if you want to ask Raleigh Miller, who is the general manager and the national event director for the NMRA and the NMCA, how about that, eh? Uh, you, yeah. them, you can you get them here at hotline <laughs> at ckw76.com. And, and here comes one, and I'll paraphrase. Okie doke. So now with the NMRA... Uh, here comes the uh es Here comes the electric mustangs. Mm-hmm. Okie dokes, do they have a category with you folks? Or are they going to wait another year? How does that work for you guys?
0: Well, right now we're allowing them to fit into that true street class, that's the only class that we are. Um, the reason for that is on the index class side. Um, there's so much of an advantage in tuning an electric car to run a specific ET. it, it gives them a, a really distinct advantage over over the naturally aspirated or blown or, or, or uh, combustion type engines. Um, that being said, you know there are some other things being looked at. Uh, we, we partnered with Holly this this last year mm-hmm. and, and helped them put on the first all-electric event out in Sonoma, California. Um, it had a little over 100. I think it was 110, 119, somewhere in there. Um, all electric vehicles on the property, including uh, a lot of of uh, a couple Machis, a bunch of Teslas, going the drag strip. Um, and and we're gonna that event will be at its second year this year in June uh, going on. So right now the NMRA doesn't have a specific class for the Machis to fit in. We're looking at it. We're, we're we're analyzing it on how we could if there's a Enough racer pool for to justify a class down the road, um, but uh, there's our, there are some other avenues there, especially that electric event uh, out in Sonoma for those guys to try.
1: So you kind of keep a little bit of hands off and let's watch how this grows, kind of thing.
0: Yeah, exactly, and there, there's also some safety rules that are materializing as we speak. You know, this year on those things because the, the Teslas and the Machis, especially the Tesla plaids, are are already in the nines. With with absolutely no added safety equipment uh, to them, so we're having to watch that carefully um, on on the safety side.
1: Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, obviously, this is a shotgun question, but I mean, how would you regulate safety on, on a Tesla? I mean, kind of a rhetorical question, but there's geez, that's as I know that um, Nedra is is writing some of the rules for the NHRA for uh, the, for their class. But mm-hmm. it, would there be maybe would there be room for electric cars to be over on the uh, MC side on the muscle car side?
0: I, I think in the long term project side, yeah, okay. I, I do believe there would be. Uh, whether that's an individual class for electric cars only or the mix, I'm not sure. I, I kind of lean towards all electric only in yeah. a class. Oh, um,
1: certainly for right now, sure
0: certainly for right now um as as it as it grows and materializes and 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 the technology advances and they get faster um who knows where that goes you know we're we're definitely taking a look at it you know nhra is working really hard on a set of electric rules right now with nedra and with several other folks Uh, but but you know um they're they're developing that i look for that to come out mid-year late this year on, on a rule set
1: Okay, Raleigh, so now if you took a uh, crystal ball and you rubbed it up and a genie came out and said, I'm going to give you a wish, Raleigh, what would you want to see happen in drag racing?
0: I, I, I really want to see, I'm selfish on this, and, and that's the street market. I, I, I want to see more of these lifestyle-type events like the, like our spring break shootout, like our, our NMCA power festival in martin michigan stuff like that mm-hmm. um i, I want to see these grow and see see our our folks that have never been on a drag strip but are buying these performance-based vehicles whether it's electric or supercharged or or what um i, I want to see these folks learn more about what we have to offer and and what other not just us but what the entire market has to offer as to these lifestyle events and and drag racing and and, and car show and and you know everything Um, That's where my my heart leans.
1: You know, because what we do is we take a look at and we try to figure out how do we get fannies in the standies. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, how do we populate? Because everybody in drag racing who's got YouTube takes a look at the 1964, you know, NHRA national events and sees so many people. They're almost six deep. And now you, sometimes you see the stands, and it's a little bit less than that to be charitable. Now, and I like the idea of, of, you're right, of the lifestyle event. This, I think, gets in the casual person in. Brilliant idea. Talk about brilliant. We are going to be there at uh, 131 this year to see your event. What are we going but to that, ex- that, Go that, ahead.
0: That one's starting to grow. It started out with a huge racer count, but we're starting to grow the other lifestyle avenues of it very similar to our bowling green kentucky nmra final event each year in october uh where we're partnered with holly performance and uh we, we have our drag racing we have 450 500 drag race cars on the property but in the oval right next door we've got drifting and autocross and you know uh, uh we got an off-road track going off yeah. over the hill where, where we've got a novice track and a uh, we're talking about adding a Bronco class cuz the Bronco uh, market has just exploded so why not have a Rubicon course where the, the you know your your guy with a stock Bronco can come out and go over an uh, obstacle course type thing um we got show cars that type of event where the customer can come out and and buy a part for his car but then go see drag racing and any number of other things at the same time that's an exciting feeling to see 12 13 Fifteen thousand people come to a small track like Bowling Green and see that kind of kind of lifestyle event. That's that's what I really enjoy. Okay, my community really enjoys.
1: So the folks that are going to go see this event at one thirty one are they going to experience all that same stuff too?
0: A lot of it, not all of it. Uh, that that event's still growing. It's got car show. It's got uh, swap meet. It's got drag racing. Uh, doesn't have the off road stuff quite yet. We're working on that. Uh, might happen this year most likely next year that we'll have some, you know, the Rubicon course, I hope uh, to be added there next year. Um, but, but a lot of those factors, uh, we're also working with, uh, uh, the uh, the, Gilmore museum right down the road, about 20 wow. minutes down the road and, and, uh, uh, in a, in a dual marketing effort to, to advertise their car shows, which are great. He, he gets five, 600 cars on a, on a weekday night, uh, down there on Wednesday and Friday. Um, uh, but he's helping us uh, market the car show side and, and, and uh, looking for good things to happen with that partnership as well.
1: I mean, are you opening up uh, registration right now for the 131?
0: Uh, it usually opens 90 days out. Uh, our ticketing page for each event starts uh, either 90 or 100 days out. And uh, you can go on the vote.com and look down the list of events and find the event and click on it. Um, and it'll, it'll save the date. It'll email you. You plug in your email address, it'll email you when tickets go on sale.
1: I was going to say, not to announce exactly how much the tickets are on sale, but if I'm thinking about bringing uh, the family and loading everybody up in the uh, wood-cladded minivan, Mm -hmm. can I get tickets here and do the thing where they're on my phone and just show it to you? Or do I have to get a will call or do I have to stand in line and hope to God that you guys don't sell out? How does that work?
0: any of the above you can go online and get tickets well in advance digitally on the folk.com uh, which is the ticketing uh, company that we use uh, you can wait and buy at the gate um, we kind of pride ourselves on on a very minimal wait at the gate um, we, we we typically try to run and it's a little bit of expense on our side but run with plenty of ticket sellers and at us 131 i think they've got six booths there so yep. we try to funnel everybody through there pretty quickly uh, but you can buy at the gate you can buy it uh, online um, either one
1: and that's a thursday through sunday event
0: correct it, it's for the for the spectator if you want to buy a four-day ticket yes thursday is more testing for the racers um friday is a good day saturday is the big day saturday is when everybody shows up you got everything going on uh, eliminations for the heads-up classes and and final eliminations for the index classes happen on sunday so that's a, a medium-sized day usually but Saturday's the day saturday was you know, right. that place is packed.
1: Well, we know that CKWI Radio 76 will be there that Saturday, that weekend. Uh, we've already did our anti-rain dance. So <laughs> you're, Thank you. you're guaranteed good weather. Because <laughs> I'm thinking, man, if that thing rains out, and of course it won't. But, oh, Raleigh, what is logistics to get that thing back there?
0: Well, it, it's... Um the way we run our series is is if we, Lord forbid, if, if we did get a total rain out, if we got a qualifying session in, we take the race to the next venue uh, and complete it there. Um, and, and spectators, we would take care of them on the next year and and and, and take care of all our folks there. We, we mm-hmm. never you know rest until our, our customers are satisfied. But uh, because we're a series and we're traveling series, we've got points to think about and all that kind of stuff. So we have to make some decisions on that. But typically our, our team is i will use this as an example last year 20, 21 uh we had rain every saturday of every <laughs> event except one ah. but uh but we managed to finish every single event uh, at its venue um and and uh you know we ran late or we you know we ran all day su- su- sunday and into the night sometimes we ran early um where we had rain on sunday so we we bumped up qualifying to finish on Friday where we could do all eliminations on Saturday, which was great for those spectators. Um, it gave them a, a, an added show, almost a two-day show for the price of a one-day ticket. Um, so we, we try to make very educated, real-time decisions uh, that are the best for our competitors and our, our spectators and try to get our shows done.
1: Wow. Uh, how many uh, We just got off of the hotline. How many shows in Michigan are you guys going to have this year?
0: We're just once in Michigan in late July, um, just one time, just that one weekend.
1: Wow. So if you miss the boat here, kids, uh, start traveling. Cause That's you're, right. you're not going <laughs> to see it anywhere else. Raleigh, are you there at every race?
0: I am. I usually uh, get in town the Monday before an event and don't leave till the Tuesday after. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a logistics uh wouldn't say nightmare it's a logistics challenge that that i love to face
1: if you get in this early where do you eat in michigan as your go-to restaurant
0: i can't remember the place it's a it's a little bar and grill downtown that i enjoy going a little steak place that i like going down there i can't remember the name of it right now
1: very diplomatic i'm thinking as general manager you must have a staff with you
0: i do i have uh uh eight folks that come in with me early uh, and then we have about 30 folks that come in on the Wednesday before the event. You know, everywhere from tech to ticketing to, to registration to track prep to staging lanes, you, you name it, we bring in a full staff.
1: Well, we better just not uh, name everybody, but your eight people staff, I think we should give them a little bit of the tip of the hat.
0: Absolutely. You got uh, Gene Bergstrom, our racing operations director. Uh, you got Mike Washington, uh, he's in racing ops. You got uh, Rebecca. Taylor, who's, like you talked about earlier, runs the Power Mall. David Inouye comes in and helps. Chris Vopat um, is on the marketing side. Um, let's see, Gavin Carter is our competition director. Uh, myself. And then we have, uh, it kind of rotates between the other two, uh, between, you know, four or five folks that come in and help us.
1: Well, there you go, friends. I mean, <laughs> if you're anywhere near 131 in uh, July when, when the NMRA, and the NMCA. I don't know why I stubble that. Uh, you'll you'll see Raleigh Miller will be there, and he's obviously the general manager and the national event director. He, on Saturday, will be signing autographs for 20 bucks. <laughs> anything flat. You get your picture taken next to him for $35. Um, no, no, we're just kidding. I mean, my God, what a day that's got to be for you. Raleigh, in the last minute that we have together, what didn't we cover that we should have? I
0: just just that you know we're really excited about 22 um coming off all the things that we've dealt with the last (laughs) two years uh, we we are super excited to bring our shows to these different markets and venues and and hope we can get fans and the locals out to to enjoy our show and, and come be a piece of it be a part of it
1: i'm telling you friends for those who have never seen their events they are they run like clockwork and if you have those many cars your buns aren't going to be tired you're just going to see a cavalcade of car after car after car it's not going to be those huge long waits in between that you're going to bake in the sun not only are you going to see a ton of cars, oh my god, if you have just 140 in one class you whoo kids you're going to see an awful lot of racing and I, again I would uh, where can they go again Raleigh to, to find tickets and schedules? Uh,
0: the simple simplest way would be nmradigital.com or nmcadigital.com and i'll add add one thing to what you just said sure think about this over 500 cars on the property and and let's say michigan had 620 cars last year um 620 cars each of them get four qualifying passes and then eliminations so uh, you know a little over 4,000 4,500 runs down the racetrack that you'll see in three days
1: yeah, so I'm thinking that to get value for what you're going to see, these tickets should probably be somewhere close to the four dollars to $5,000 each range, and I think that the, these guys are going to cut you a deal. You know? I mean, <laughs> yes, sir. it's cheap family entertainment, kids. I mean, you're not going to get what you're going to get if you take the family to the movies for 90 minutes and see the Ninja Turtles that you'll always forget, but you're going to see some action when you go see these guys with the NMRA, uh, as Brian Wolfe tell us, uh, and the MMCA, I mean, because you see Nostalgia guys at the, uh, on the mo- um, MC side, you know, and they're exciting. And this isn't the junky stuff that you may see. These cars, you want to take a picture next to them and pretend like they're yours. That's how good a material that these guys have cars coming, and that's why CKWI Radio 76 is going to be on the premises there at U.S. 131. It's the only time that we're going to be over at 131 this year because we wanted to make the big event, and we are going there. Raleigh, thanks an awful lot for being with us.
0: Thank you, sir, very much. Appreciate you everything you guys do
1: very well, much thanks hang on the line for just a little bit because right now we are going to go where oh sure why not <laughs> well the doobie brothers here on the only station that gives a damn about the greatest sport on earth and that's drag racing ckw hi <laughs> radio 76